0: Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at bushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give.
1: Hey, great to see you, church. Thanks for being here. Um, so I want you to grab your word. Today, I'm going to use NIV. I'll jump around a little bit. I sometimes use New King James, and today I'm using NIV. But I'm in a series. Uh, Today, I'll kind of wrap that up um, talking about confidence, about living confidently. Uh, It's a good, good series. Got a lot of good stuff to it. A lot of great uh, things have happened through the series. Um, But I want to end today, simply tile the message, the results of confident living the results if you live confidently you're going to have some results the people are going to walk up to you and go dude what is it about you man you you just you just look and do stuff different i want i want what are you doing man i i just I, i know who i am and i'm living out of that I'm living confidently out of that. So I want you to look at the results of confidence. So I want to set the table a little bit. The, the word that we've kind of talked about that really launches a person to live confidently is the word boldness, okay? The bo- word boldness. Now, boldness in the biblical sense is not a personality trait, okay? So, so don't, don't. don't please don't come to me. <laughs> don't come to anybody and say, listen, I can't be bold. She's not my personality. I'm just kind of an introvert and I'm kind of quiet. But that, pfft, that don't work because it ain't got nothing to do with your personality. Man, you you can be a little bitty nothing and have some serious boldness, okay? Serious boldness. So don't, don't say it's just not my personality. Your personality died at the cross in this area, okay? So it's gone. So daring, courage, bravery, fearlessness, and confidence in the Spirit. That's what you see in boldness. That's what you see in boldness. Now, I want you to look in your word. Acts 1, 7 and 8, we talked about this scripture before. Um, Acts 1, 7 and 8, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. So listen to me, you will receive power, you will receive boldness when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses, not, not that you will witness that's one of the things you will do, but you will be my witnesses. You can be my witnesses in many different facets of living confidently, okay? I mean, you just give a word to somebody. Just, it's like, man, God gave me this word for you. I almost, I almost want to give you this word. That is witnessing. You can just pray for somebody, okay? He just helps. I mean, there's a thousands of ways you can be witnesses, but you won't be a witness for him until the Holy Spirit of God comes on you and empowers you and lets you see with your eyes what he sees in the spirit world, okay? You gotta be able to see that. I want you to flip over a little bit to Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter seven, verse 17 says, Therefore, And remember what I taught you about therefore, when you see therefore, always ask what's that therefore, therefore, all right? Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Every one of us has seen someone that is drunk, very obvious, can't speak a lick, okay, can't walk very well, all right, stumbles around uh, most of the time, can't remember anything. I mean, they're outwardly, you can see outwardly, there's no question that that person is under the influence of something other than themselves. In this regard, it is the alcohol, What Paul is trying to tell us is simply this. I want you drunk on the Spirit. I want something other than you in control of you. And I want it to be the Holy Spirit of God. And I want it to be evident to everyone. When they walk by you, they just go, that dude is drunk on the Spirit. Just drunk on the Spirit. Because you're so Spirit-filled, it's running out of you. I mean, it's just all over you. I mean, I wonder sometimes if some of us who are born again children of the king would even get arrested for being drunk on the Spirit. I mean, they can't even tell sometimes. Like, why can't they tell that? They should be able to tell that, okay? So boldness is a big deal. It comes from the Holy Spirit, and when you got it, it's evident. So I want you to turn to a very, very familiar story in the Old Testament. First Samuel Chapter 17, we're going to stay here the rest of the time. Now, this is a little bit of boldness right here, or a whole lot of boldness in the Old Testament, all right? Boldness, big time. This is the story of David, the story of David and Goliath. So let me set the table for you just a little bit. So David is the son of Jesse. He's the baby. He's the runt. He's a little dude, okay? But he's only little in stature. But he's big every other way, okay? Bold. Now Goliath is an oversized Philistine, okay? He's over nine foot tall. He's a mean hombre. He would be the baddest tight end in the world. I mean a bad tight end. I mean a quarterback like I just dump it to him. Nine over nine feet tall. He's a monster. All right. So there's a war going on because Saul is leading the Israelites. He's got them encamped on a hillside and they're going to go fight the Philistines. Well, the Philistines got this big giant named Goliath. He's big old hairy, nasty old nine foot tall and probably smells like all kind of stuff out there. But but he's a monster. So there's a big valley in between. All right. And so Saul takes a bunch of David's brothers and goes to the war. There's a bunch of men with Saul, and they're all fighting, okay? They're all fighting the Philistines and Goliath. So, so David, bless his heart, he can't go because when they look at him, they're like, is like, right, dude, you stay home, and you bake bread, and you make some food, and you feed the sheep and, and everything, Okay, so that's what he does. He stays home with dad. Saul takes the boys. They're supposed to go fight. So some time goes on, and in David's mind, they're fighting and all this other stuff. So David is asked by Jesse, it's been a long time, he said, I want you to take this food to your brothers and the army of Israel who's fighting the Philistines. All right, I can do that. So David sets out. He goes. He goes. Now, when he walks up, he hears this big, hairy giant defying the armies of God, mocking them. I mean talking smack about who God is and about that they're wimps and they won't come fight him. And if you can take me down and kill me, then I'll just give all the ramps under the kings, man, you'd be the wealthiest dude in town. I mean, he's just mocking them every day. Well, all David's brothers who were chosen because they're buff, they're, they're just sitting there, they're just sitting there doing nothing. Nothing. They don't want to fight. So David walks up on this, all right? And so we're going to pick up on where this happens, and I wanna run through some effects of boldness, okay? And I'm gonna give you six of them, and they're as evident as a day is long, and they will be in your life, too, if they're applied. Simple as that. Number one area you're gonna see uh, boldness is, boldness is, requires faith. If you're gonna be bold, you better have faith. If you're gonna be bold, you will see faith. I want you to look at a verse. All right. Look at verse 32. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight. So what happens is he overhears a conversation that David has with some of the men and he calls, he summons David, says, tell me what you're talking about. He goes, I don't want y'all to lose heart. Y'all, y'all are losing heart. You don't want to go fight him. You're scared. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Listen to me. If you're going to be a man or woman of boldness, you better have some faith. You're going to have to have faith. We talked about it the other day. Faith takes the initiative. You've gotta, you say, well, man, I don't know if I should step out there. Yes, you should. Well, what if it doesn't work? You won't know if you don't step I told you, faith is not seeing the step; it's stepping, believing God's going to make one. It isn't faith if you see the step; it's just a step. You say, "Well, man, I stepped out for God." You already saw him stepping out for God is when you don't even see it. See, David didn't see it; he just said, "Y'all, what are y'all doing? Y'all just going to let him talk smack about our God? I'm not going to listen to that anymore. I'll go. I'll go." Anybody in here tired of Goliath kicking your tail? Or your family? Because if you are, you can do something about that, okay? Second thing you see about boldness is boldness is undeniable. It's just undeniable. Boldness, you'll recognize boldness. Anybody in here ever seen somebody be bold and be confused by that? Not me. Every time I see somebody bold in Christ, it's, It's unrecognizable, man. I can see boldness. And it doesn't always come by their personal statue. It's just inner, man. It's inner. Okay, I want you to see this. This is David, verse 37. Listen to what he says. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of a bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. He just speaks that. He just declares that. He just says, listen, my God has already done it before. He'll do it again. And the reason I can step out here in faith and take the initiative where there's no step is because my God continues to write his faith story through me. Every time I step out in boldness, my God comes through. See, some of us don't even know God can come through for us. You know why? We never even, you never even call God on it. You ever tested God to see? You ever just stepped out there? so I'm not sure. Well, th- listen, if you're a mom or a dad, you got little feet behind you. You step in front of your children, your children one day will step too. But don't ask your kids to step if you're not going to step. You are commissioned by God and ordained by Him to lead them. To lead them. You say, well, I, I, if my kids have questions, I'm going to take them to the preacher. No. Don't do that. Because what I'm going to do is say, Dad, thanks for coming, but. Tell your son how to be bold. Tell him how to be bold. Tell him how to be bold. You can do that. Because you got got it in you, okay? David just spoke out of it, and it's undeniable. Saul saw it, recognized it, looked right at him. He knew it was him. Number three, boldness needs no assistance. Look at verse 39. Well, let me let me say this about Verse 37, before I jump there, look at the very ending. If you want to see what Saul saw in David, look what Saul says to him. Verse 37, I'll read it again. The Lord will deliver me from the paw of the lion, the paw of the bear. He will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Now look what Saul says. Saul said to David, go, go, and the Lord will be with you. See, that's undeniable right there. See, you see that boldness? Saul saw, it. he didn't see any of his other men. What's his other guys? They ain't going out there against Goliath. David spoke it. He said, go. You just go. And the Lord will be with you. Then look at 39. Look at 39. David fastened on a sword over his tunic and, tie, and tried to walk around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said. To Saul, because I am not used to them, so he took them off. I want you to look at me, church. You got, if you sit here this morning and you say, There's been a time in my life that I have been born again, I am saved, I've been bought by the Lamb. He paid a price I couldn't pay, and I accepted that. And at 10 or 11 or 18 or 21 or 81, I cried out to God and said, God, I need you in my life. And I accept you as my Savior. And he's born again just like that. If that's you today, then when that happened, the Holy Spirit came inside of you. Okay? Because the Holy Spirit came inside of you, you have power. here's the deal. You don't need anything else. You got all you need. Don't say, well, I'm just not where I need to be. No, you got all you need. The reason you're not where you need to be is because you've not stepped out in the boldness of the Holy Spirit that's in you to ask the Holy Spirit to do anything other than what it's already done. Some of y'all are bored with the Holy Spirit. Bored stiff because the Holy Spirit is not doing nothing. Why? You're not asking it to do anything. There's nothing you do in a day you couldn't do without the Holy Spirit. So you don't need it. While your neighbor across the street stays lost. While the person at work is dying for you to pray for them. Step out in boldness and do what you know God wants you to do. You don't need anything else. You don't need somebody else to do it. You don't even drag them to church. You need to go be the church. Quit dragging people to church when you can go be the church. They're asking for it. They're wanting you. You're the one that's been given favor. You're the one that has the turf. You're the one that God put them with. Why? Because he trusts you. Now you got to step out there. You got all you need. John sixteen seven says this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away... The helper, the counselor, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. You have all you need. The Holy Spirit living in you. Here's the deal. Is it to your advantage that the Holy Spirit lives in you? Then you got stories to tell. This is how it's been to my advantage. 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 I was up against this. I cried, on, I cried out to God, and the Holy Spirit came through. The Holy Spirit did this. The Holy Spirit did this. The Holy Spirit did this. It'll be to your advantage. You have a testimony of what it's been like for the Holy Spirit to empower your life with boldness and live that life. I'm telling you, it's got to be to your advantage. If it's not to your advantage, what's going on? He says it's going to be to your advantage. If it hadn't been to your advantage, what's going on? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Because it's pretty simple. Either you don't have the Holy Spirit, or you're not asking for the Holy Spirit to empower your life. The Holy Spirit says it's going to be to your advantage. Has it been? Has it been? So boldness requires faith. Boldness is undeniable. Boldness needs no assistance. Number four, boldness will speak from its authority. Boldness will speak from its authority. Look at this verses. 45, verse 45, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the army of Israel, who you had defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me and I will strike you down and cut your head. And cut off your head. Today, I will give your carcasses to the Philistines army and to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Amen. And those gathered here will know that it is not by the sword or the spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you in to our hands. That's a bad cat right there. Now, listen to me. Anybody got one of them dogs that barks like they're like a giant? And if someone could see the dog, they'd just laugh. We got a little Maltese. She just gets after it when a doorbell goes or when somebody comes around her. If they could see her, mm, they would not run. There is no, a dog got a lot of bark, but they ain't a whole lot of biting that dog. Okay, David is a little Maltese. But, mmm, dude, he's a pit bull when you get a hold of him. He has got some serious spunk. He has got some serious boldness. He just steps up and speaks straight out of his authority. When I mean speaking out of authority, it's simply like this. You hear the word all the time you need to speak out of your authority. What do you mean? I mean this you need to speak out of who you are. In Christ. When you face a Goliath, when you come up against something, you need to speak out of your authority. Hey, this is Jeff, and they're not scared of the name Jeff. But I, Jeff comes in the name that is above every name, the name Jesus. By the blood, I've been born again. I've been saved. I've been bought with a price. And now the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of me. The power that raised my Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. And you don't come into my house and come on my turf and measure my kids and with my family. In the name of Jesus, I stand in his name. And I declare that you have no place in this place. That is speaking out of authority. See, when you are born again and you're saved, you can speak out of your authority. You say, well, you don't have any authority. Yes, you do too. You've been bought by the price. The Holy Spirit is your inheritance, guaranteeing your deposit someday in heaven. Dude, you're a king's kid. We sing songs about the fact that you're a king's kid. You're a child of God's. You need to speak out of your authority and quit taking stuff. He didn't come out there and say, well, I, I'm going to whoop you. He said, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to whoop you. And, buddy, he whooped him. He whooped him. Too many, too many times, man, we got believers. They just taking it. Boom, boom. I'm like, dude, when are you going to fight? Well, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, it's just, you know, it's just life. Life happens. Really? then let me go get my bat and join life because that's just pathetic. And if that's the way you're going to fight, so I'm going to take you out. You're embarrassing. I mean, I just want to hit them. You know what I mean? You have people like that? like, dude, you're killing the name of Jesus. G- what, what's wrong with you? Fight. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, my, my kids, I don't know if they want me to pray like that. I might scare them off. No. They're already scared. They're ready for you to claim the turf and lead your troops and command them. Well, if we could just, I just need to drag him to Jeff and let him pray. No, Jeff, plenty busy. Just pray for yourself, all right? <laughs> Listen, I got enough to pray about in my house, amen? Poor Melissa's worn out on her knees for me. She lives with me. But here's the deal. You, you pray for yours. And, and if you want me to come over and join you someday, I'll be glad to do that. But don't ask me to do what God's commissioned you to do. Come on, church. Quit going to church and start being the church. Aren't y'all tired of taking up chair space? We got plenty of people to do that. I can get a mannequin in a store sitting. your see, just do something, all right? I, I would say what my granddad used to say when you go to the bathroom, but you know, you know, you just got to, uh, get off the butt, all right? I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> so come on, church, all right? all right? That right there is not going to get a good grade in seminary. All right, so. <laughs> Number five, all right, number five. You got to speak out of authority. Number five, boldness will run. You got to get this. Boldness will run to its Goliath. You see this, verse 48. As the Philistines move closer, okay, move closer to attack him, watch what David does. David ran quickly to the battle line, to meet him. Mmm, son. How many of us, in the power of the risen king, Easter, every day, amen, not just once, do we dress up, buy dresses, spend way too much money, and burn the ham, I'm talking about every day, every day, Easter. Power of the resurrection, every day, in a believer. You got a Goliath, and, and you run to him, run to him in your strength? No, you run to him in your authority. You're a king's kid, man. You're a king. You're, man, you've been redeemed. Tell him who you are. You tell him who you are. You introduce him to you and say, listen, this is where it stops. You got to run to the roar. I preached on that year or two ago. When a lion roars, he says the lion will roar and he's looking for someone to devour. What a lion does is he roars real loud and everybody's scared, runs. Dude, why are you running? Because the tall grass is where all the lions are laying. And when you run, you run right to them and they eat you up. When he roars at you, you run right at him. You ain't getting my marriage Yes, I am. No, you're not. You're not getting my marriage. I'm going to fight like David, and I'm going to kick your tail in the name of Jesus. You're not going to get my marriage. You got to run to it, man. You got to run to it. I remember when my granddad, my granddad smoked forever, man. When he got back from the war, he just smoked in the war. He smoked when he got back. He smoked those camels. Woo! That's a man cigarette right there. Camel. I, I, could, I didn't smoke them, I, but I'm still a man. But I'm just saying I didn't smoke them. Uh, don't question your uh, pastor here. But, but my granddad, the doctor said, J.R., you're going to stop smoking. Okay, I'll stop smoking. No patch, no nothing. He just stopped. So then he went to the store. He got a brand new pack of camels in my grandparents' living room, his TV right above his clock. He went. He stuck that camel pack right on that clock. You can't even tell if it's four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock. You can only see if it's three or seven. Pack of camels stuck right there. Still there, amen? If you went to my grandparents' house today, they're gone and went to heaven. They ain't worried about no camels. But, but they're gone. But if you went there today at 101 Cannon Street in Clute, Texas, you can walk in that house. Say, I'm, I'm here to see the camels stuck on that clock. There they are, stuck right there. So I my granddad one day. I said, Granted, what, 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 what? Granted, Seriously? I can't even tell what time it is. I can't tell five o'clock, six o'clock. Why are the camels on the, on, the, on, the, on the clock? He said, son, you stick it up there. You stick it up there. And every day I walk by, I just look at it. I said, I kicked your butt. I kicked you. I'm a popping machine today, boy. I, I'm not doing anything. I ain't not touching anything. I, I'm, I'm kicked. I, I, he said, Jeff, I got to walk by it. Every morning I walk by it. I walk at 4.30 to the table. Mimi always had breakfast ready before he left. He walks by. He glances back every time, and he looks at that pack of cigarettes. And he says, Jeff, I walk victorious every day knowing that I've kicked it. He said, I don't want to hide it in my house. I want to declare it. I want to put it in front of me, and I want to look at it every day and say, you don't have me no more. You don't have me no more. You don't own me no more. You don't call the shots anymore. You don't speak anything over me. I am redeemed from you. And he looks at it every time. And when he passed away in 03, the pack stayed up there. When my Mimi died, what did she died, 13 or 14? 14? 15. That pack of cigarettes was there when we went down to do the funeral. still stuck there. And I guarantee if you went there today, it's still stuck there. Listen to me. Some of you need to go get your Goliath in boldness. You need to walk in your authority and you need to run right to his face. You need to kick his tail like David did, okay? And you need to know that you can look him in the eye and say every day, I kicked your tail. I kicked your tail. Last thing and we're out of here. Boldness will end well. <laughs> Boldness will end well every time. Never disappoint you. I love the story, verse 51, if you want to look at it. So, David takes a sling, this is the one that gets all the attention, <laughs> and then all people. Why, why? If he believes so much in God, why'd he take five rocks? Lord help. If Jesus, if if Jesus was who he was, and we know he was, he had five fish, two loaves, why didn't he just take one fish? He, had, he, took all, he took the whole lunch, okay? But he took five stones, and he like, well, that's not faith if you take five. All right? But let's just play like he had one. He threw the one, plonked him in the head, knocked him down. What I love about it is this. Out of the boldness that he went in, the authority that he went in, he ran to him, took the sling, chunk, hit the rock, busted him inside the head, nine-foot giant, falls over, and then David walks up. And it says in Scripture in verse 51, he stood over him. Mm. here's a temptation in football. You just light somebody up. I'm not I'm talking, I'm talking ear hole them, jack them up. They just hit the ground stiff as a board. You just kind of walk over them like, mm-hmm, number 42, I'll be back some more. I mean, that's what you want to do. The coach is like, get him out the field. All right? That's what, you can't stop it, man. That's what you want to do. But, but David knocks him out, and then it says he stands over him, okay, and he took Goliath's sword. And he killed him. And then, not only did he kill him, he told him back in Scripture, he said, I'm going to do this to you, and then I'm going to cut your head off. Well, cut his head off. And he gave it to the army and said, y- y'all, like, y'all like that big old head? Just as a souvenir, put that up on your mantle like a big old deer, all right? Look at that every day, all right? When I read that, I think of my granddad's camel cigarettes. I don't know if he tried to mirror the scripture here, but it's like he stuck Goliath's head up there and said, "Mm mm-hmm, I kicked your tail. I kicked your tail. Listen to me. Some of us in our lives today, you got a Goliath, man. Some of you have named it. You know what it is. Some of you, you haven't even called it out, but it's killing you. It's killing you. If you want to live confidently, you're going to have to live with boldness. And as a believer, a born-again child of the king, the word tells us that the Holy Spirit come inside of us and you will receive power. And you can live victoriously and you can live bold. And I'm telling you today, my friend, you can be David. And you can take your Goliath out. And I don't care what its name is. All right, you can take your Goliath out in the name of Jesus, in the authority of who you are, in your position, you can take him out. So I'm asking you as a pastor, today, if you're sitting here and you've got something, man, you know it's strong. It's big. It's been bullying you for a long, long time. In the name of Jesus, don't walk out of here. All right, it's not gonna change you take that Goliath today and you come against it like you've never come against it in the name of Jesus. And you defy it and you kill it and you cut its head off. And you say, You've got no more power over me. No more power. No more power. For someone in the room today, this is the kind of life you want to live. But you can't live that life because there's never been a time in your life that you've given your life to Christ and became born again. When you get born again, my friend, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, okay? empower you to live a life that is absolutely incredible. You can't live it without it, no doubt about it. You can try, but it ain't in trying, it's in dying. And when you die to self and you die to you, then Jesus resurrects you, all right, just like baptism, and you walk in that spirit of, of victory, all right? If you're here today and you don't know the Lord, never been a time in your life you're born again, if you'll come this morning, all right, you can give your life to Christ, okay? Just give your life to Christ and be born again. All right? I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. As they make their way up, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to stand, church. You've been sitting a while. I want to get some blood moving to your legs. I'm going to pray for us in just a little bit, but I want, to, I want you to listen to me. There's some Goliath in the room that need to be slayed today. I know there are. I'm looking at some of you, and your eyes are like speaking to me saying, my Goliath is listening. I, I hear you. Stop. Stop. Please, just stop. It's It's been going on too long in your life. Aren't you tired? It says that Goliath taunted them, just constantly, man. You, you make some ground and then you lose ground. You make ground, you lose ground. Don't you want to kill him a day, cut his head off, and never have to go there again? If, you, if you're ready to fight today with boldness, you're ready to slay some Goliath in your life today, you can do that. And I'm going to pray for you. I'm to pray over you. Okay? That you will have the Holy Spirit boldness to move and do something radical about Goliath today. Some of you need to just move, man. Y'all just need to move. right? I'm going to pray over you. If you need to come this morning for anything, you might want to go to a brother or sister in here need to pray for you about Goliath. You may just want to come down here and fall down at your face the, at this altar and say, God, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I need to slay my Goliath. You come. You may be in here as I prayed earlier about salvation. You come this morning. We'll help you meet Jesus for the first time. I'm going to pray over us. And then as we worship, you move. This is your time. Right. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for your spirit, God. Father, you you've spoken. Now it's up to us. We can act like we didn't hear you. We can we can ignore you. We can say, well, next week. Oh, God, we can respond. See, the overarching theme of Goliath and David was David was just obedient. And obedience will never disappoint. So, God, I pray that we, your people, will be obedient. And God, in boldness, we will come this morning whatever way we need to come. We will be bold where we need to be bold. And I pray that you would empower your church to be the church today. Christ's name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.